What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brandon's Face, the podcast about a playlist. I am one half of your hosting duo. My name is Jonathan Beardsley, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Brandon May. Brandon, how you doing tonight, buddy? John, I am basically amazing. How are you? I am basically amazing, too. Thank you for asking. Uh, If you guys have never joined us before, please be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. We're going to break down bunch of singles and ep and some albums in the back half of the show please stick around you ready to get into this man yeah man we have a lot of good music starting with our first track yes first up we have a new one from channel trust called just can't get enough what are your thoughts on this this is classic channel trust bro i i ironically i just can't get enough of this dude's music (laughs) I knew you'd feel that way. Yeah, I really, I really like this. I don't know if it's my favorite track of his, but it's, it's like you said, it's just quintessential channel. His voice is there. It's got some really good grooves. He actually announced his new album will be coming soon. Didn't give it an exact release date, but it is called Real Cultural Shit. Nice. So we'll keep an eye out for that one. Keep an eye out for some real cultural shit. All right, we got a slew of techno up next. So we'll just call this segment good techno, bad techno. First up, <laughs> we've got Guy J, Last Man Standing, and Fire. Good techno, bad techno. How you feeling? Great techno. <laughs> yeah, these are really good, man. What? Any other thoughts on this one? All right, so I first heard of Guy J uh, when I started looking into Bedrock Records back in like 2017. Um as you can tell, hit like uh, it's 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 uh, Digweed's record label, so you can tell that his kind of sound uh, fits his label really well. Yeah, I'm sure that kind of made everything kind of click right here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's since uh, moved on, but I still love his music. Um, in 2018, I purchased a CD from Bedrock Records, which was their 18th anniversary, and they put out an 18th anniversary compilation double CD. It's still in my car. I listen to it all the time, at least a few times a year. Uh, he did a song called uh, 2026, which is fucking great. I really like that CD because there's a couple of groups that do, uh, there's a couple of artists that do uh, like kickless techno, like no, like, like there's no bass drum. It's just percussion and synths. It's huh. really neat. Um, but both of these tracks are fucking great. Well, that kickless techno sounds fucking bizarre i don't it's know pretty if that'd neat. Be my thing. uh yeah these are good man good good blend of techno and progressive house i, I really like this um i just realized i missed the Daphini track clavicle so we'll go back briefly let's do it what do you think of this one all right i have started to really like this alter ego of caribou it's intriguing it's dynamic it's melodic it's really neat man i like it what did you think about this I like it. It kind of sounds like sped up lo-fi or something. It's kind of right? weird. It's different. Um, his his album under this name, Daphini, is called Cherry. That comes out October 7th. We'll definitely be checking that one out. Yes, we will. All right. Up next, we got a new one from Atlas and Mango called Over the Water, the extended mix because we're not children. <laughs> and this is just, uh, it's trance vocals over an Atlas instrumental. What's not to like, you know? <laughs> yeah, this is right up my fucking alley, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this one. Speaking of up your alley, is this next one Bodesin remixed by Boys Noise, technically? It is. This feels like it was, like, created in a lab specifically for you, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was. <laughs> I really like this one, man. Uh, was not expecting this. Is this an older Bugs and Track? 
Uh, yeah, he just, he released uh, he released this weird remix album. I'm gonna find it. Uh, his latest release was Tron. Uh, it's like a remix, so it's there 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 there's a bunch of remixes on it, and I decided to take a look at him and saw that Elax had remixed it, and I was like, oh, that's going on the fucking playlist. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> listen to it first, and uh, I have gone back a number of times. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "This is this is too too much, man. This is like a Brandon's face exclusive, almost." Right? Like this was definitely made for me. Um, yeah, mother of God, man. <laughs> like, yeah, big fan of this one. Really like it. Hope Boys Boys does more under the Elax name. I always like those tracks. I kind of regret not seeing him. He played. Uh, he played under Elax at Sound Nightclub, and I remember texting right. you a couple years ago and being like, "Bro, I should probably go to this show." And I never ended up going. And I love that nightclub. Obviously, I love Boys Noise, but it just it just didn't happen logistically. I think it was like a Wednesday, and I'm not going to L.A. on a Wednesday. You know, like, yep. No, I, I got it, man. Those days are behind us. Although yeah. I think you and I did see him like on a weeknight. Once. We did see him. It was a Tuesday at the Mayan. Man, those were the days. Huh? Oh, to be young. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great show. I had banged like crazy. Like... Yeah, I like the the Coachella one is like the one that made me a fan of his. But like getting to see an artist later in their career especially a dj when they have a wider selection of a discography discography to choose from is a little better in my opinion i i like just man seeing some of those songs live mixed with some of the older stuff like we saw overthrow and contact me in the same set so yeah i was <laughs> i was very happy that night. i that think back awesome. to that show constantly the rig he brought with the smoke machines Fuck yep. up, dude. Like, yeah. yeah, that was it was an show incredible was, show. was crazy. Love him. All right, man. Moving on. We got a new one from Rado and Cramp called Deeper. Brandon, good techno, bad techno. This is a fucking great techno again. This one's too heavy for me. You so I'm gonna say bad techno. Off. Yeah, this one, you're what's that famous painting of the guy blown back in the chair? That's that's you <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> It sounds like an ID you'd hear at a rave in 2011, you know, like, yeah, I like the rawness of it, but not something I'll visit in my free time. It's, it's, a, it's an intense one. Um, all right. Next up, we got a new one from Kolsch and Maggot Cocoon called Prison Grass, man. Uh, I like this fun song title. Fun song. What would you think of it? So I had texted you on Friday about how much fantastic electronic music we had on this week. It was halfway through this track that I realized how many fucking bangers we had on the playlist this week. And I texted you and I was like, just out of my body, listening to this shit at work, man. It was great. <laughs> yeah, we had a significant more amount of techno this week than we normally have so it was a nice little change of pace this eight track run so far on the playlist is fucking goaded like heavy man <laughs> yeah in terms of the edf that might be one of the strongest we've had so far all right yeah, next man. up we got this danny l harrell remix of sherry by magdalena bay i don't know if it's because i love the original so much but i didn't like this remix <laughs> what did you think of it I, I feel like I was transported in time, man. Electronic is coming out of the mainstream and like into the underground 
again, I don't know. It, 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 and that will inevitably propel it back into the mainstream. But like, I don't know, man, I really liked this one. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, this is all very cyclical. And even the, my feelings on songs or remixes like this, it usually change daily. So I got to say, thank you for making me buy this album. Like I, I purchased this record when you were like, they only have like six left. I think it's what you texted me. And I was like, Damn oh, it, my I'm God, doing it. dude. And, uh, yeah, I listen, regret not buying it. We to it often. Oh, it's a fantastic album, man. But I still listen to the Maria's and Magdalena Bay on a weekly basis, probably. Like those two albums are so fucking good. I still have yet to purchase cinema. Do you want to put your your Craigslist ad out on the podcast right now? If Absolutely. anybody is willing to <laughs> sell Brandon a copy of cinema for we're going to bump it up to 35. Put, I'll, put, I'll take 30 35. out there. For for thirty five dollars or less, please hit us up at Brandon's Face at gmail.com. I don't even know if that's our email, but it's send info. Us something. It's info at Brandon's Face.com. Yeah, send only cinema requests, only serious requests. If you send only. if you send us your original music, we'll ignore it. I'm <laughs> no just kidding. We, either, we, we probably won't. The feed no. picks we'll ignore. <laughs> Brandon well um all right so next up we got a new one from side piece actually this one isn't a new one so this one's called don't keep me waiting we talked about them sometime around Coachella I think you sent me like a flyer or something and they were on it and you were like ah oh, this lineup is kind of weak and I was like side piece fucking slaps though and I only knew like a song or two of theirs they maybe only have like 12 songs total and I kind of went back and was like, what have they been up to this year? And this track came out, I think, around February. And man, this one fucking just blew me away. It's kind of like when I heard All Day and All Night by Europa for the first time a month ago. And I was like, where is this bed? Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, I, I really like this like deep house banger style they have. Big, big fan of it. What did you think of it? Yeah, this is fucking great. Yeah, it makes you move, man. It's a really good song. Yeah, uh, I hope we get more good. from them. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Uh, next up, we got a Jejotronic remix to break down. New one from, uh, it's a remix of Don't Be Afraid featuring Fat by Wax Wings. What did you think of this, buddy? I I, I don't I don't really know what else to say except for Jejo kills it literally every time. Like, like there's... Same notes. Every Jejo time. always delivers, man. That's it. Really good remix. Congrats, Jejo. No, no clue what the original it's, it's, sounds like. Yeah, Don't need to know. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like... <laughs> uh, good job, Jejo. Hope we get more original music from him soon too. I'll take these. Like... Yes, I will as well, man. Just him in any form is great. I, I have a feeling he's gonna kind of have like a Sebastian like output as he goes around. It'll be sparse, but what we get will be worth it. You know? Yeah, super fair. Everything that we've gotten has been like mind blowing so far so we'll see i agree uh very curious for your thoughts on this one so this is the <laughs> sebastian ingrosso and Sa salvatore ganache remix of how do i make you love me by the weekend off of his last album dawn fm my man what did you think of this and did it catch you off guard at all so I liked this track better than anything on the new Swedish House Mafia album. So there's that. Same um, note. I enjoyed it and even came <laughs> back a number of times. Like, it, it's good. Like, it's very good. 
it is very good man like i i wrote the exact same thing better than anything on the swedish house album including oh, you the mean weekend their, collaboration you mean their debut album oh jesus christ you mean they're <laughs> fucking having to cancel shows because it's such a great album album uh oof uh, big this oof. yeah man how the mighty fall sometimes i guess uh I, I kind of hope we get like a uh, Gaspard and Victor like output from these two in terms of remixes of other shit. Cause this, I, I did not imagine the song this way and the way they flipped it is just so good. I, I love this man. Great remix. It's very good. Love it. All right, let's move into the pop realm a little bit. We got Billie Eilish with two new songs, TV and the 30th. Uh, I, I like both of these. They're very dense lyrically. They get into clearly very present day thoughts and feelings. She just wanted to get out. I think both of them are extremely well written and performed. Uh, that's kind of my only notes on it. What did you think? So these two songs are under kind of what she's calling an EP, which is guitar songs. I really liked I, I, I like TV. I think she has a great voice and she clearly knows how to make good music. Well, the people around her at the very least know how to make good music, but I like to think it's her. Yeah. As always, it's a little subdued for my tastes, but the 30th is fucking heart-wrenching, bro. The lyrical content on this is just terrible and awesome. Like, like, how do you how do you describe something like the 30th? It gave me chills, bro. I kind of wish she would do more stuff like that. Yeah, she, I mean, she's still growing as an artist. And I, to get a song like the 30th is a Lucy is just kind of shows the level she's at. And yeah, man, the, the level of emotions she's able to conjure feels like somebody who has been doing this years beyond what she has. It's very impressive. Gotta give it and, to her. Yeah, just gotta give it to her. Two really good songs. And I kind of like that she just released these, didn't like pin an album to it. She just said, these are two songs. I wrote with my brother and I wanted to get out there. Respect awesome. that. Love it. All right. Next up, we got a new one from St. Vincent called Piggy. You know, I'm not a big fan of St. Vincent, so I will let you go first on this one. I like it, bro. It's kind of, I a, know you it's, do. It's kind of a blend of like a number of her styles that she chooses to be on whatever day she chooses to be them. But I, I dug this. I thought it was good. I liked elements of it. Not 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 a track I would return to though. I still stand as like I guess a normie in terms of her music. I really only like mass seduction still, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that because everything is so different stylistically. If if an artist changes this much album to album, then they're putting something out there for everyone. And she's put an album out there for me already. I, I accept that. Opinions as per definition can't be wrong exactly all right man we got a new one from elohim and yoke lore called pastel auras man beautiful name for a song jesus right? christ <laughs> um do you like pastel colors you a big fan uh like the colors of pastel like if you're shoe shopping you see pastel colors you see normal colors you go in pastels Ooh. Ooh, see now that's a different question than are you a fan of pastel colors you're right we'll get into this on our shoe pod. um man i know you're a big elohim fan you actually turned me on to her her voice sounds fucking great on this song a little slower than i'm used to with her but i really liked this what did you think 
Um, I really like this song. You know I gotta be real, though. I really miss her up-tempo, fuck the world, fuck your money, I got love, kind of Elohim, but... Sure. I really liked this song. I probably won't return to it as much as I do her older music, but I really did enjoy this, so... Well, she's high output, so you don't need to return to it if you don't like it. You'll have something new to break down or enjoy soon enough. She'll have another TikTok banger at one point. And exactly. honestly, bro, I like pastel colors. Yeah, me too, man. I, I love them, honestly. That's I've, got why a I couple, I've got a couple of pastel shoes, but like I mainly focus on the whites, grays, blacks. You're in neutrals. Yeah, I've got I've got I've got a pair of Anikis that are like pastel kind of like teal blue green sort of thing and I like those but like I don't I don't gravitate towards the louder shit. I do have a pair of like a lot of primary color stuff but the louder pastels are harder for me to rock as a as a human being. I agree. I there's a lot of shoes that I wish I could wear that I would look goofy as fuck wearing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of goofy as fuck, we have a new <laughs> song from Panic at the Disco called Middle of a Breakup. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't make it all the way through this song, Brandon. I tried twice. Really? I fucking, oh my God. I hate, this is just, oh God, I hate it so much. Uh, you felt differently? His voice is iconic, bro. Give this song a chance. I, I actually Horrible. wrote down, I still have yet to listen to Pretty Odd, but if this is any indication of what it will sound like, I love it. So This is not any indication. This is like High Hope Saturday Night. This is just... Oh, I, I don't even know, man. This We're going to listen to the album, and I'm going to make you listen to the whole fucking thing. So get used to the singles. I don't think I've given a zero so far this year. So we'll see. Uh, maybe you have it. Maybe you have it. <laughs> no, um, very much not looking forward to that, but I will check it out. Hopefully he'll get maybe Ryan Ross to go write a track. So it's <laughs> actually Panic at the Disco. All right, man. Uh, Division released a new one called If I Get Caught. And I, I honestly cannot fucking believe Jay-Z cleared a sample for this garbage. Like, ball this song up and just... <laughs> throw it in the waste paper this basket. song is so fucking dumb bro like dude there's if if people like him and brett Fias just don't calm down there's going to be such a reckoning with this toxic male r&b shit it's so it's, bad this is bad this is really bad and you know i'm a giant fan that can usually look right through this without flinching this this tested me this one's bad uh hated it not a fan yeah. Uh, that said, their voices sound fine. I wish they just would have used this for a completely <laughs> different concept. Yeah, no, their voices, like, melody-wise, like, tonal-wise are great, mm -hmm. but, like, the song is absolute garbage, so. Yeah. I would have rather they sung in Simlish or something like that. Like, this is just <laughs> trash. Glad you're on the same page, man, because I was <laughs> like, is the, did he mean to add this? Like... I mean, I meant to add it. I love Division, but no, that's that's a horrible song. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. Um, okay, next up, we got a new one from Maxo Cream called "The Vision," featuring Anderson Pack. This is another one off of his deluxe edition of "Weight of the World" that I believe came out today. It did. I really like this this track. I think their styles mesh really well together. What did you think about it? Literally, my note. I thought this one was great, and I think he works really well with Pack. Yeah, I think so too. Um, 
that was one of my favorite albums last year. Revisited it actually too. today, and it still holds up, man. I'm very much looking forward to revisit or visiting the deluxe edition tracks, but I usually find them kind of unnecessary. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, it's, but I it's like all we've heard so far. Most deluxe edition albums, especially like at the level of this, are mainly just PR. So, ooh. All right, here's a question that I'm going to ask you before next week's episode. Let's Best go. deluxe edition track of all time. You have the week to think about it. All right. Deluxe edition edition. Deluxe edition edition. So it wasn't on the week. album when it came out. It was only it. on the deluxe edition. I you got it. it? Yeah, I got it. I got it. All you. right. I look forward to your answer. Okay, next up, we got a new one from Megan the Stallion called Pressure Licious featuring Future. This not album word. art is fucking gross. And, <laughs> uh, are, are people seeing the album art on uh, yes, YouTube they are. right they now? Yes, they are. seeing it on YouTube. Look, look at it, people. Just stare <laughs> at it. Uh, yeah, I, I keep giving these artists a try because I know this is what the quote-unquote kids like, but I, I just don't like anything about this. It's not for me. I don't like either of these people's music, but my man, Megan can fucking rap, bro. Like yeah, lyrical, like lyrical content aside, like I don't no, like no, any okay. of her lyrical content. Hold whoa, whoa, whoa! She does say stomping on hose heads and getting coins out like Mario. That's a pretty amazing, good lyric. amazing. But <laughs> I'll give her that. One. She's got a really good flow. Uh, Future actually does a decent job on his verse. Also, I don't know, not for me, but I understand why quote unquote the kids like it. Yeah, well, I hope the kids enjoy this. Uh, all right. Kids move on to something better. Maybe they're moving on to this new track from Russ featuring Ed Sheeran called <laughs> Are You Entertained? I wonder if they're entertained by this. What? Uh, it's it's no surprise, man. I think that this song is trash, but it's also not as bad as I thought it was going I'm to sorry. be. I'm sorry. I got to stop you right there. Leave it to Russ to get fucking Ed Sheeran to throw some bars down. Yeah, I don't need Ed Sheeran rapping. Like, I'm I'm okay with Kendrick it, bro. Lamar, Pusha T, Denzel Curry, Vince Staples. I'm not. I just like after all that, hearing Ed Sheeran drop bars about London. Still, after he's been doing <laughs> this this rap flow for ten years, I'm like, yes, it's good. It's a very good magic trick. When I go to Vegas, sometimes I want to see the same magic <laughs> trick twice. <laughs> But I've seen Ed Sheeran do the rap magic trick. It does not impress me that much. Like I said, though, I'll concede, not as bad as I thought it was going It's to be. not terrible, bro. It's not terrible. Speaking of, have you seen Copperfield set in Vegas? Because, like, it's not bad. No, I would love to. I grew it's up not... a big Copperfield fan. My man, he, he disappears a plane. Like... As he should. Like, he like that should. shit's crazy. The stage isn't big enough. I don't know where it goes. Um... If I went to see Copperfield and he like disappeared a mouse, I would be like, this was fucking lame. I want a plane. Yeah. <laughs> I want him, I want something massive. I remember one of the TV specials as a kid that I watched was him like from a crane upside down in a straight jacket or some shit. And he has like a timer to do it by man. That dude, that dude's awesome. Respect to him. Respect. David Copperfield, come on the podcast. We'd love to have. <laughs> he's probably out of work. I don't know if he still has his Vegas show. 
If he does, he's not listening to us. But if he doesn't, he's definitely listening to us. So, he's living the Now You See Me movie plotline and robbing banks with his magic skills. Hey, Copperfield, if you're listening, please go to When We Were Young Fest so like John and I don't have to. Just like come on the podcast after. We'll talk about it. Can you imagine like, sending David Copperfield as a proxy to When We Were Young? <laughs> you? How odd would that be? What a lens. That'd be so great. I would love. What do you think of Under Oath? Did they find <laughs> anything off to find the great line? <laughs> His response: Can you feel your heartbeat racing? <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on before this gets too far off the rails. We got a new one from Toby and Guikwe called "Destruction," featuring Coast Contra. I love this as always. Toby kills it. The video is great, and these coast contra guys never heard of them before but they are all fucking really good man i, I really enjoyed this what'd you think this whole fucking song can get it bro like yeah it's heavy it's fucking heavy man um still no album announcement yet it looks like it's going to be called moments but i don't think there's a date yet we'll see all right uh next up we got a new one from the afghan wigs called a line of shots it's been a while since we've gotten a single from them what do you what'd you think of this one i've really liked all of the singles so far honestly i'm just super soaked for the album it's classic afghan wigs so can't go wrong yeah, i like this I'm, I'm with you all three of the singles have been really good so far very excited to hear that album when it drops uh, next up, we got The Interrupters. This one's called As We Live, featuring Tim Armstrong and Rhoda Dakar. I really like this, dude. It it sounds like it could be on a uh, a Tony Hawk video game soundtrack if it was sped up like 10 BPM. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is a ska banger, bro. Love to hear yeah. Tim's voice. Uh, a little bit of ska. I, I hope you're enjoying The Interrupters, man. This is uh, The Interrupters featuring Rancid, basically, so... Yeah, I was going to say Tim Armstrong of Rancid, but <laughs> I figured people knew who he was. We'll, we'll hope. Yes, we if should never assume. If you don't, he's the one that won the Grammy for writing for Pink. So if that doesn't, there if that go. confuses you, then just look up Tim Armstrong. Yes, we've discussed him a few times on the pod. All right, next up, we got a new one you threw on here from Tiny Moving Parts called Tangled Up. This is the second song of theirs we've reviewed, and man, they are fucking rad, man. Thank you for showing me them. I've really enjoyed both of their songs so far. They're really Really good. good. Just good pop punk. Just glittery guitars. They've got great drums. They've got good vocals. I liked everything about this, man. I did as well. Haven't looked into an album announcement for this, but I'll dig a little deeper into that after the episode. Sounds good. Next up, we got Muse, new track, Killer Be Killed. Uh, I forget. They have a new album confirmed, right? I believe so. I haven't looked up like a release date. Uh, August we'll 26th. Yeah, August, August 26th. 26th. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed all the singles so far, but this one blew me away, man. His voice is great. The guitars are epic. And the conclusion that this song builds to is just fucking epic. earth shattering, man. Yeah. Those double really bass, like the, that double bass all the way up. Ooh. Yup, my yeah, man. Really love this. Any other thoughts on this? No, it's just, it's good, man. I'm really digging it. Yeah, I can't wait for that album. Uh, new one from a day to remember called Miracle. Are we sure this is a day to remember? Right. <laughs> this does not sound like the a day to remember that I, re- I remember. remember? <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't listened in a few years, honestly. I think. Let me see. 
I honestly think the last album of theirs I heard might have been what separates me in like 2010. Like it's yeah, been, or yeah, no, Common a, Courtesy. 2013 right. is the last I heard them. So is this so nine what they sound years. Like? Yeah. Are there a pop rock band now? Yeah. Oh God, I don't like it. They do some <laughs> screaming. They do a little bit of. Screaming. Oh no, I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you heard, heard it. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get that. It that's it's still just not a day to remember that like kick that drum machine and shit like I, I don't know i wasn't feeling it uh i uh i enjoyed this track but uh it's not it's not the same it's i think like, i enjoy it as a piece of music as, as a in a song. day to remember no, song. Right. it's hard to consume it's kind of like my thoughts on the parkway drive songs a couple weeks ago where it was like okay like as music it's fine but like as a parkway drive song um i will say i did i did get the chance to see a day to remember at uh at aftershock festival in 2019 and uh it was funny tool was headlining that night and they go hey you guys want to hear some tool and he started playing on his acoustic guitar the opening uh the opening lick to schism and everybody, <laughs> and everybody was like don't do that like <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Like, no, like nobody wants to hear that from you, man. Like, yeah, no, please do not do that. <laughs> not in, in a day to remember show. Nobody they they, they didn't finish. They he just got that diddle and Dan out of his guitar. He was like, I'm just kidding. Hopefully, he got that out of his system. Yeah, that, yeah, that was it. Hopefully, that's like it. Like. All right, man, let's move on. We got this one you threw on here from a band called Shidori called Ocean Consumes Vessel. This might be the first time I've ever been reminded of Sky Eats Airplane. Were you a fan of theirs at all? You know, I've heard the name, but I've never heard the music. I might ah. have. Uh, they, they have a song pretty well known called Giants in the Ocean, and parts of this literally feel like a spiritual successor to that song, which is awesome. a compliment. Honestly, awesome. this is a really cool style. Yeah, uh, this band was actually on my Listen To Next playlist that uh, I got to listen to some music of theirs, and uh, I clicked on follow, and lo and behold, they released a new single. I really like it, and I wanted to hear what your thoughts were, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. I did. Good shit. Yeah, yeah, this is good. All right, next up, we got a new one from Norma Jean called Sleep Explosion. Their new album's coming out soon, so I'm going to keep this brief. It's just really good song i don't know if they're gonna top spearmint revolt in terms of just like balls to the wall chaos again but uh i'm really looking forward to this album in general this is another great single any thoughts on it yeah i pre-ordered the cd and a t-shirt like 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 i'm all in man like yeah wait a i mean this is this feels like one worth supporting they they definitely put their their balls into this one their heart (laughs) into this one the mother of god like Yeah, Let's this go. one's going to be fucking awesome. Can't wait. All right. We got a new one from Slipknot called The Dying Song, Time to Sing. This sounds good, but all Slipknot songs sound the same to me. But I like that sound, <laughs> so I like this. Uh, what would you think of it? It is very Slipknot. Um, it is. <laughs> uh, I actually saw them at the same festival that we saw that I saw uh, a date and remember at uh, Aftershock, and I did not like them. I liked them playing their music for sure, but Corey Taylor is just insufferable. In between How every so? song, he would go, 
let me see your fucking hands. You guys are maggots. And it's like, all right, bro. Like I, I can dig that like twice, maybe, maybe three times in the, during the show. It was in between every song, man. And like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not here for that. Just play, spit it out and we'll get on with our night. You know, like, yeah. It's like seeing a stand up past their prime. Just running the same it's, joke. It's like, it's like, come on, man. Like we get it. You are Cordy Taylor. Yeah, play, we know. play, play, wait and bleed. Like, like, yeah. let's go. Play the stone sour song off the Spider-Man soundtrack. Exactly. Come on, do it. <laughs> all right man let's no, move I, on i i did really like this song though and i just want to say that i really enjoy all of their music they shaped slipknot as a band shaped my entire like the whole way i listen to music and so i'll always respect them and i like this song i thought it was uh, i thought it was pretty good oh yeah they're in the the lincoln park category of just forever influential in my life like i can never undo the years of what they did to me i guess of course not i was iconic there's yeah. no way to go there's no way to, go, to get around that love that album so good all right man you ready to move on let's do it okay jesus christ we got a new one from megadeth and ice t called <laughs> night stalkers that you were expecting me to say that uh, this is this is a mess and it's bizarre. <laughs> I I don't know if I like it. I might love it, honestly. I don't know, but it it's bizarre. What did you think of it? All right. So did you know that Ice T is in a metal band? I I think I'd heard that. Yeah. You know, honestly, his feature's not surprising to me at all. It's just it's bizarre. So Ice T is in a metal band that has been going on since like the late '80s called Body Count, which uh, my boy Irving, shout out to Irving for the second week in a row, had we, him and I saw them. And they were, eh. But uh, every time I see a featuring Ice-T, I think to myself, eh. <laughs> and, and this kind of did that for me. If you took Ice-T's vocals out of it, it might be decent. But nevertheless, I'm excited for more Megadeth. I'm really glad that Mustaine is doing some stuff and the whole band is back and doing some stuff and I'm I'm about it, man. It's weird, but like everything else is weird in the world, so whatever. Well said, man. We'll see how that one turns out. We'll definitely be reviewing the album in full. Are you sure it's well said? Cause I... No, no, man. Uh, I mean, that's... It's like it's Megadeth at this point in time. Right, exactly. Like, what do you like, want to do? Man? Like it's kind of like when we reviewed at at the Gates new album last year. We were like, well, they did put out Slaughter to the Soul, so exactly. how, how are we gonna rate this one? Bad, you know? Like <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Next up, we got a EP called dedication to the flesh from a band called spite i don't think we've covered them before but i really like this man it feels like metalcore is having just as big of a comeback now as emo and pop punk and all of the other subgenres of the scene what do you think so this is kind of on that precipice of metalcore deathcore i think it kind of leans more towards the deathcore side of things sure uh, this band has been talked about as a great in kind of the neo deathcore scene of the past six years or so. And I kind of wanted to check them out. 
So I threw them onto my listen to next playlist a few months ago, hit follow because I liked what I heard and they just released this EP. So I, I kind of wanted to hear what your thoughts were, but I think they're good. And I did thoroughly enjoy this EP, but, and the album that I listened to that kind of provoked me to click on follow. But I actually think that it's this kind of stale deathcore metalcore that just kind of caused the genre as a whole to kind of like decline as it kind of stagnated the new yeah. renaissance that we're in right now will kind of drive this band and other bands that have been kind of rehashing i mean let, let let's be real for a second as i lay dying in suicide silence both killed whatever they were doing and there's kind of no topping <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> only through struggle and like unanswered are goats like like there like, like there's no way to get past those songs in my opinion and i think it's this kind of new renaissance that we're going through that's going to cause bands like this to kind of evolve and continue to innovate that will bring these genres to the forefront again. All of that being said, I really liked this EP. I thought it was great, and I thought it was heavy as fuck, and I did really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, that that was actually a lot of really well-said stuff about the, the scene and the cyclical nature of deathcore and metalcore and kind of just how it plays itself out through too many people trying it. So yeah, I think like you said, these types of bands, this is a very good EP. I liked all of these songs, but it'll be interesting to see how they evolve because you cannot stay stagnant. It gets boring after a while. And you don't just see this in the rock, heavy, death metal, whatever kind of scene you're in. You see this in everything. And we're currently seeing this in hip hop. Uh, we see this in a ton of different genres and it's almost as if these bands just want to, I don't know if you've ever seen the Always Sunny uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where they get sick and they quarantine. This was way before COVID. Yes, I've and, seen that. Yeah. And Danny DeVito just wants to be pure and he just covers himself in, in all rubbing the up God, and, and hand sanitizer. Yeah, and it's like bands don't have to just be pure, bro. Do, look, look at Spirit Box. They're completely reshaping an entire genre by doing what they're doing. And they're doing it really well, man. And you can do that while still being true to whatever it is that you started out as and not kind of like betraying it. Kind of like what Burn Me the Horizon did when they were like, let's collaborate with Ed Sheeran and I don't know, Armin Van Buren next. And it's like, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, it, like, like, like you get to innovate at this point. Like you have the opportunity to, it's not that you have to, it's that you have the opportunity to. And we're seeing that in a lot of genres. And I think that in this Renaissance is the perfect time to do it. I agree, man. Hopefully we see a lot more of it. Me too. All right, man. You ready to move on to some albums? Bro, we've got some great albums this week. Let's go. We do. Uh, first up, we got Joey Badass's new album, 2000. And I'm going to start off by answering Diddy's questions. No, <laughs> I did not know you could play the piano. And yes, I can say New York. Uh, <laughs> all right. With that out of the way, I'm going to get into my actual thoughts on Let's the album. Let's go. I know you've been uh, excited for this one, my man. I have been, man, and it delivered. I think the intro's great. Love the piano. Love the DeBarge sample. I kind of wonder if that's the sample that held it up. Um, 
I love that he wastes no time establishing himself on this album. First words out of his mouth. I can take five years off because my shit is timeless. My core got my back, so I'm standing on my promise. Just an incredible bar to start your album off with. And the way the intro goes seamlessly into Make Me Feel, which I knew would be great as soon as I heard the static selected tag. Uh, that track goes seamlessly into Where I Belong, which we already covered. So I'll just kind of say again that it's a great song. From there, we move somewhat seamlessly into brand new 9-11. And I only say somewhat because it only takes three seconds for the first of many West Side Gun ad libs to come in and make you realize you're moving into a different part of the album. But it's a really fun song. Uh, next song on the album is Cruise Control, which I do not love. I think his melodic rapping is okay but this just sounds like a drake song and the last thing i want to hear on a new joey badass record is a drake song honestly um moving on we go to eulogy and zip codes both were solid tracks that i really enjoyed we get some more static select on one of us and a nice little larry june feature hearing both of them rap over some chopped up soul for a few minutes is just really nice uh welcome back is kind of down there with cruise control in terms of the tracks I probably would have cut from this project if I was doing the A&R for it. It's decently produced, but the theme of the song is dumb. The lyrics aren't great and the features just don't enhance the track in any way. Mm -hmm. uh, show me, show me's okay. Definitely not one of my favorites on the album, but it goes into want to be loved, which is easily one of my favorites. Joey's verse is good, but as is tradition, Jid wraps circles around him. <laughs> you are asking for it at this point. If you go on the same song with him, he's going to do it. Uh, we we already talked about Head High and Survivor's Guild. I'm still really enjoying those tracks. And I think the album wraps up nicely with Written in the Stars, uh, which does a good job of bringing everything back around thematically man overall this album surpassed my expectations for it based on the singles but i don't know if it blew me away it's just a fucking really good album to throw on and i'm still enjoying it with every listen i got an at an eight out of ten right now a standout's kind of hard this one just kind of flows from beginning to end but i really like the baddest i really like one of us um I don't know. It could be any different song on any day, but written want to be loved might be the one I've gone back to the most, but I'm curious to know what your thoughts on it are. All right. So I give this a few listens before I wrote down my opinion, because uh, you introduced me to Joey badass. I, if w without you, I wouldn't, really know who he was you made me listen to america's uh all american badass all, all american badass sorry i confused him for mob deep's uh american nightmares which yeah is a is a, is a different new different York City great album brooklyn, <laughs> like brooklyn album great album all right um i didn't need to do that though because in the middle of my first lesson i knew that this album was going to be kind like kind of iconic it's clearly a pretty special project i love new york rap nas mob deep big joey apparently um and this is honestly up there with some fucking good albums man i think that was kind of the intention here make a classic new york rap album and i think he did it the Static Selecta productions are some of his best. And the sax on Brand New 911 is fucking great, 
even though it's one of my least favorite tracks on the album. I know, I know. Like, mainly I due to the all the do 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 and boom 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 skr skr skr. It's Griselda to a fault almost, yeah. Which would have been like fine in moderation, bro, but like it's 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 a lot. I know, I know. West side goes full west side. I mean, you gotta give it to him, right? Lyrically, this album is is top notch, man. It had to be. It had me kind of like rewinding songs and being like, "Whoa, did, what what was that verse? You know, mm-hmm. like uh, I was laughing, yep. I was bobbing my head, and I was even going back to read the lyrics to make sure I didn't miss anything on a couple of songs." Eulogy stands out for me, and Eulogy is actually my standout on the album. Um, he flips up his flow mid-song a number of times, and that's super impressive. Uh, multi-tiered rhymes within bars is just fucking talent, man. And he does it on like a number of tracks. I've got a bar here. It's uh, long as the world keeps spinning and my girl keeps grinning, then you know we're gonna make it to the top. I want to be loved is fucking great. And as is tradition, Jid killed it. Like you said, just just yep. going to wrap fucking circles around you. Uh, even though this is uh, one of my least favorite verses of Jid this year, even though like it's like top notch. I don't know how to describe that. Um, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> most people who listen to Jid are going to fucking get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a very good album, man. Uh, it's the perfect length. I think at 52 minutes, 14 tracks. I really, really enjoyed this one, and I think that Denzel and Joey Badass should do something together. Uh, hey, I'd like that. Even the album artwork is good. I, I, I gave it an 8 out of 10. My standout is Eulogy. I sent you, uh, he did a Reddit Ask Me Anything, and I sent it to you, and he actually commented, and I had written all of this down prior to, uh, and I didn't ask any questions on the AMA. I probably should have caught it earlier, but Somebody asked them. They were like, bro, you and Denzel should do something. He said, we got you before the end of the year. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's a collab before the end of the year. I'm down for that because they kind of both have that same laid back soul, like chopped up soul kind of vibe that I just fucking love and rap this year. And as you know, I gave uh, Melcher, I see my future or see your future a 10 out of 10. This year, I gave this one an eight out of 10. I thought that it was good. It was very good. I really enjoyed it. I don't think that it was perfect in a number of different ways, but I thought it was very good. And uh, I would love to see Joey and Denzel do something cool. I came back to this a number of times, man. Yeah, man, I I would love to see them do something as well. Hopefully we do get something new out of them this year together. That would be insane. I don't know if I'm fully expecting that or believing it. That that seems soon since they both just put out albums, but I'm fully here for it. Um, Well, I'm glad you and I are are on the same page, even though our standouts are a little different, but... Yeah, I mean, that rarely happens where we have same score, same standout. Uh, I I do think kind of similar to how movies have good double features. The Joey and the Denzel album go very well together to just throw on. Right. They go well back to back. All right, man. You ready to talk about this Odessa album? I mean, are you? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, their new album is The Last Goodbye and... 
Yeah, so I enjoyed this one about as much as I thought I would, which sadly isn't as much as I wanted to. Um, right? I, I liked a few of the singles, didn't love any of them. I think you were kind of similar. Uh, and that's just how I feel about the whole album. Um, I'll quickly touch on the tracks I did like. Forgive Me was a nice surprise. It's a little more pop, and I think that one really works. Yep. And I really liked Equal. I thought that was the most interesting track musically on the album with that drum and bass and the very 2000s sawtooth synth over it. I wish we would have gotten more tracks like those on the album. Unfortunately, most of the album sounds a lot like the singles. This isn't a bad album, but I'd probably put it at the bottom of the list if I was ranking their discography. And that's with the Bronson album included, too. I'll revisit this one in a few weeks, but so far I'm kind of underwhelmed by it. It's in like the five or six range for me, and I think Forgive Me is my standout. How did you feel about it? My man, you're totally correct. Uh, This is easily their worst album, which is saying something because it's still good, right? Because when when you put it up against like In Return, it's like hard to hit that. So this album took me a little bit to get used to. It sounds like a weird fusion between like Refuse to Soul and Lane 8 and Odessa and just like some Kygo thrown in there. It's like they're kind of yeah. like taking all of the, they're, they're, they're like amalgaming all of these popular EDM artists and being like, what can we do with all of these sounds? And it doesn't really seem organic which is something I love about Odessa's music. All mm-hmm. of it is organic. All of it is earthy. All of it is It's like it's like when you put on when you put on In Return and you and you start from the first track and you like listen to the last track, the only thing you want to do is like be in the dirt barefoot. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like Totally. Yep. And like I enjoyed listening to this album, don't get me wrong, but like the change in style was just kind of weird for me. Like, uh, I mean, it's a good output for them and I can't really fault them for trying to emulate some of the best in their respective field. But behind the sun to me really, really like brought out the Odessa in them and I think that that's their that's their hey we're not we're not changing it's still <laughs> us you know we're so, still some cool of, kids. Some of, exactly like you can still swing poi to us I swear I swear that we're gonna play the do lab one day um, <laughs> you know but um, it's just one of those things man I I actually saw Odessa late night I think it was 2016 Coachella the tent was packed and like we couldn't even get into the tent and it was fucking awesome. The music was great. You know, I'll never forget that show, but I can't imagine them playing any of these tracks that night. Um, I liked no. listening to it, but it won't even get anywhere near my album of the year list. I no, will not be not. buying this in any sort of physical medium. Like I have with a number of their other albums, which I, I have a number of, uh, I have a number of their records. Uh, in fact, one of them I think is on my wall right now. Um, Behind the Sun was my standout. I gave it a six, but honestly, I think it's a five. I think I gave it a six. It's kind of like a pity six, you know? <laughs> like, 
what's the difference really you know right <laughs> it's basically there five I, th like... I think it's a five i think it's like i like i liked like i liked it but like did i you know yeah i feel like even if it turns out to be a grower it's kind of a dud <laughs> it, even if it's a grower it's not really a shower and that's like a that, that's like a bad thing it's a low bar <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah man I mean, they're, they've put out two very good albums, and this one just didn't hit. So we'll see where they go from here. They're still a top-tier act, and I'm sure Correct. their new tour is going to rack up some accolades in terms of whatever visual stuff they have planned for it, since they maybe are putting too much focus on that side of their music right now. <laughs> I mean, the drones are pretty cool that they do. I mean, their visual stuff is great. Again, I've seen them. They're fantastic, but like... I can't see them playing any of these songs. So hopefully I honestly feel like... like they're a word of mouth hit. Like the way they got big is that live show. Like the show you stumbled into that night. Like so many people have done that at so many festivals and everyone walks away like, yeah, we're definitely going to check them out again. <laughs> like they're just it's like the glitch mob. If you wander into a glitch mob show and don't know who the glitch mob is, you're a fan of any genre of music. You're going to leave there blown the fuck away. Like, I do not care. I mean, I remember when Summer's Gone came out back in, like, 2012. And, like, uh, I mean, Summer's Gone in return. And then the follow-up to that one. A Moment Apart. A Moment Apart are all just Three fucking, good albums, sorry. Three good, three good albums are, I mean, dude, that three-album run is fantastic. Like, you really wouldn't think that they would not do that this again. is their mr morale <laughs> <laughs> i liked mr morale bro hey, so. no, i guess i did too no yeah mr morale is a difficult one to unpack even this many months neither later. of us gave a, gave it a score and i'm still not ready so no i have no idea how I've, it's kind of like the jid verse thing it's like you rank him versus himself and then you try and factor that against <laughs> other people like it's so hard to yeah. do but uh yeah anyways uh this sadly wasn't what we wanted but i think you and i will both be returning to it at some point at least this album will be in return is that what you're saying ah, dad jokes do your new balances have some grass stains on them from mowing this week yo i legit have to clean some of my new balances so. <laughs> of course you do the toothbrush out all, all four of my 574 so <laughs> all right man let's move on we got this new one from jack white his second album this year entering heaven alive uh Man, this album is exactly what I was afraid it was going to be. Fear <laughs> of the Dawn was the hard rock album. This is the folk rock album. And this is the first time I've really come around to what you said the first time we talked about him, which was, I like every other Jack White album. <laughs> I think I've fallen into that pattern as well uh, because I liked Fear of the Dawn. I do not like this. This is boring. This is very boring. Uh, like the Odessa album, I will revisit this one later, but unlike the Odessa album, I don't think I'm going to warm up to most aspects of it. I got this one at a 4 out of 10 right now. Uh, if I Die Tomorrow is probably my standout. I guess we did get a few singles from this along the way. I just didn't really realize that they were for this album. Right. 
how did you feel about it? That's just kind of my personal takeaway, but you tend to like more beautiful, slow, nuanced music. So I was interested if you connected with anything on here that I didn't. So I think I actually liked it more than you did. Um, he broke my Not rule. Surprised. I typically like every other album, but the last album he put out kind of broke the rule because there was two albums that I didn't like instead of one and one. Um, (laughs) um, it's not amazing it's something that I'm not going to be coming back to regularly but I will say that I did enjoy listening to it I listened to it a couple of times Um, it's a lot more subdued obviously than a lot of his other music but it's pretty the pianos on A Tip From Me To You or From You To Me are awesome Uh, there's some fun riffs on the album like uh like all along the way or i've got you surrounded uh for some reason i didn't really like queen of the bees i thought that that song was super fucking lame uh it seems like a classic rock album that really does work for what he was trying to do without being too overbearing and it's not it's also like not too subdued i think he found a pretty good middle ground i gave it a five yeah, that's fair, man. I think I knew there'd be some positive takeaways for you. So I didn't think it was a waste of our time to listen to, but I kind of got the vibe where it was going the second I saw the marketing for it, the album art. Like right. it all indicated a much gentler touch, but I also am not going to fault him for it. He put out two albums this year and Taking Me Back and Fear of the Dawn are both like shred songs man i really fucking love those so is what it is this isn't for me but i'm sure there's a lot of jack white fans out there that will love this and i'm glad you liked some of it yeah i I, like i didn't hate it you know you bought the vinyl already i assume definitely did not (laughs) definitely hey at least you know he doesn't have fucking production delays he has his own facility for it yeah see that's also an issue though so we'll talk about that another another episode all right man let's talk about twee this is an album that anthony and i were trading r&b songs back and forth the other day and he stumbled across this one and we were both just instantly hooked i had to throw it on here because i hit play on this and i was like this girl's voice is like a perfect combination of ariana grande and kalani who happened to be (laughs) two of my favorite modern r&b singers instrumentally the exact type of r&b that i love the most uh my favorite tracks chances figured you out universe but i i honestly love this whole album front to back it's a no skips for me this one feels a lot like the Khalid mixtape from last year. Like it feels like it was made with my specific taste in mind <laughs> somehow. Uh, I love this man. Uh, 10 out of 10 for me. I'm curious to see how you would receive a this one. 10 from oh, John. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a number. It could be a nine, but it's a fucking, it's, it's a, it's a five star album. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Did we cover any of this album rollout? No, I, we didn't. I didn't know who she was until like a week ago. For sure. Uh, this is good, man. It's kind of right up my alley for R&B. And the oh, only yeah. criticisms criticisms I have, rather, are some of the songs just kind of tend to blend together. There's a bit too, like, there's a a, a little a little monotonous. 
Uh, Some of them just sound the same, which is really my main critique with basically any R&B album. Um, It is good, though. Like, like I can't say it's not good. Um, It is good. Um, uh, Lots of arpeggiated hi-hats. There's some bump and kick drums. There's some cool bass lines, some songs about love, some songs about sex, some songs about cheating. I actually enjoyed it on my couple of listens through. Um, I stand out as in my bag and I gave it a seven. So oh, yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Seven's fucking good for you. Um, yeah, there's been a few R and B records that came out last year. Erica DeCassier, this artist named Genevieve, and I didn't catch them during the rollouts, but there's a lot of phenomenal R and B that's very high quality like this. I don't show you all of it because I know it would all kind of sound the same to you if you heard it, especially all at once. Probably. But uh, this one was one of the ones that I, I needed you to at least hear this girl's voice so that you knew who she was. Yeah, I like she voice. releases something again. Uh, yeah, I found a live video of her doing one of the songs from this, and it's note perfect to the recording. Like, she's oh. insanely good. She's doing it with a live harpist, too. Legit. Fucking sick. Uh, throw it in the show notes. I'll send you the link. Please do. Okay, buddy. All right, let's talk about this Ty Seagal album, Hello, Hi. I know you're a big Ty Seagal fan. We've been kind of up and down on the singles for this one. How are you feeling about the album? All right. So I listened to this album like six times. Of course you did. <laughs> of course. I was actually preparing myself to not like it. Uh, I mean, there, I mean, it was a more like acoustic Ty Seagal album, which... Traditionally, I like how distorted and grungy and fucking psychedelic his music is. and Same. It's softer for sure, but that's not a bad thing here. And I'm kind of glad we're covering this because it's really a beautiful album that's filled with relatively simple guitar chords. Obviously, like not a not a lot of distortion, but it follows the kind of kind of the same line of the Beatles. In fact, my wife, when we were listening to the album, I put the, I put the album on. She was like, is this the Beatles? And I was like, no, it's soft. It's simple. It's good songwriting. Now I don't think it's as good as the Beatles, but I think it's in kind of the same vein, good songwriting, good riffs done well. Right. This dude continues to surprise me and his catalog of music just got a little stronger in my book. He has a whole album to play acoustically now before he wants to fucking shred into your fucking face. Um, (laughs) uh, I loved his album last year. Like we talked about, I think I gave it a nine. And this one is something that is that I was kind of apprehensive about due to the way the single sounded, but there are tons of album cuts on this one, like blue Saturday, part one distraction and over all of these are fantastic songs, man. It really exceeded my expectations and I was, and will continue to be a, uh, a joy to listen to, man. I gave it an eight. My standouts are both Saturday, part one and two. Hey, fucking eight, man. Wow. So it kind of surpassed your expectation a little bit. Way surpassed my expectations. That's awesome, man. Um, I gave this one a few chances because I know you're a big Ty Seagal fan. I felt like I knew how I felt about it after like the first listen, but I was like, I will keep going for Brandon. Uh, This one's not all bad, but like the Jack White album, I found it a little boring. 
And it's not to say what you find beautiful, I find boring. I just found this particular album to be boring at times for my preference. Super the fair. songs I the songs I enjoyed are Hello High, the title track, Looking at You, Saturday Part Two, and Distraction. It really shouldn't be a surprise that I liked all of the songs with electric guitars on it. Yeah. Um, you know he couldn't help but shred on at least yeah. one of them. So yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, okay, he left something in here for me. Uh, <laughs> I liked Harmonizer, and I rarely revisit that, so I don't imagine I'll be revisiting this one anytime soon. I I gave it a four out of ten, and I think the title track "Hello High" is my standout. Cool man. Yeah, I mean it's it's acoustic Ty Seagal, man. I was yeah. really weird about it at first. So, Hey man, I'm glad you at least got an album out of it. That that's one of your favorites of the year or one that you really enjoy. That's why we do this. Hopefully one of us walks away from every album with a new album that we enjoy. It's yeah. a best case scenario when we both love it for sure. All right, man. Jesus Christ. Here we go. Matt Lange. The album, finally. Is it? Is it, it is, it is, it is, for sure. Okay, this is Matt Lage's album, Dichotomy. Please tell me your thoughts on finally hearing it in full. Are you there? Yeah. Okay, I said, please tell me your thoughts on finally hearing it in full. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I thought you said that here we are finally hearing it in full. No, um, sorry. <laughs> I said, please tell me your thoughts. So I figured we would take a break for a few weeks and then we would cover the album as it is instead of, you know, a track every week for three years. Sure. Um, this dude, honestly, man, can do no wrong, in my opinion. I know you said we wait for a slower week, but honestly, bro, like the album released and... My God, man, this album is so good. Uh, I needed, I just needed to share it. Uh, we've confirmed from, you know, that from the inside out is indeed the intro to the album, which is something that he released as a single, which is super weird. Um, but yeah. other than that, as a whole, this 45 minute album is a fucking masterpiece, in my opinion. We can agree to that, right? No. Okay, it's fucking beautiful, man. I have no other words for this since we've reviewed basically. Yeah, we've talked about almost all of it, right? And we we haven't like given it a score yet, so it. I I just I needed to know what you thought about it. What is your score if you have to give it one? Nine, ten? You said masterpiece. It's a masterpiece, bro. I gave it a nine. Uh, What's your standout? If now that you've heard all of them, Rimshot. Okay. Okay. So one we'd already heard for. There's not many album Correct. cuts left. Correct. Um, yeah, man. I I don't think it's a masterpiece personally. I think it's a I think it's a good album. I liked a few of the singles leading up to the release, but I I just didn't connect with it as a whole. And you and I have talked about this on and off with a few of the singles that I didn't love. He started off the year with Ordinary Love, which is a track that I still love and listen to quite often. And followed that by releasing the Crystal Method remix of it, which was just as fantastic. After that is where our personal taste in his releases started to divide a little bit. I didn't really like Quiet Symphony when it dropped. And I've been up and down on the singles since then. I don't know if the convoluted rollout burnt me out, but I don't think it helped. Especially weeks where he would release, yeah, like a 
40 second interlude and i'm like the fuck do i do with this um there there's a lot of songs on here obviously in moments that i do like less is more is great uh rim shot like you said is great on the back half i thought uh within one and another was really good satellite hearts probably my standout if i had to pick one i really like that track but i just haven't been able to get into the album into the album beyond that you know and I, I'm definitely going to be revisiting it. It's still in my rotation, but so far I'm I'm, I'm struggling to get to the next layer with it. I, I got it at like a five or six for me personally right now, but I am glad to have finally heard it in full. I'm hoping we get the Joy Way Joy Way album sometime <laughs> next. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm glad this is out. I'm sure it's going to be one of your electronic albums of the year. It's definitely a contender. It's in the conversation. We've had a lot of really great albums this year. And I think for your taste, I wouldn't be surprised if this was up there. It's it's very good for what it's it is. There. It just doesn't connect with me very much. That's fair. It doesn't have to. It definitely does not have to. And respect for him for releasing this one song at a time. I just, I don't understand his, his, like his thought process, but you know. Hey man. We don't have to. Nope, we sure don't. All right, we got one album left to talk about. We got this new Al Anthony Green album called Boom Done. Did you know that this was coming out? Did you have any awareness no. of this? No, I yeah, did I, not. I think I saw it like two weeks before it came out, and I was like, yeah, I'll throw that on our our release uh, thing. We both like Anthony Green. I, I'm very curious to know what you thought of this in terms of a positive negative, because I know we're both big fans of Anthony Green's voice, like specifically with Circus Survive, but we've never really talked about his solo stuff. Are you a fan of his uh, previous two albums? I had actually never heard them. Oh, OK. Um, his first one, I think, came out God, back in 2008, like a long time ago that had She Loves Me So and Dear Child, which is one of my favorite Anthony Green songs. And then his second album came out geez, sometime in the last 10 years. I, I honestly don't remember, but that one was OK. I don't listen to that one or either of them very often. I listen to like a song off of his first one occasionally. Uh, so where would you rank yourself in like the Circus Survive scale? Big fan, casual fan? in between big and casual i really like you're them. an anthony green seosin fan like me yeah yeah okay yeah same circus survive has some really good songs but they're never quite as great as seosin was with him all right man i'm curious what did you think of this solo album if it's your first time hearing a solo album of his so i had never obviously heard a solo album of his before and i thought it would kind of sound like Circus Survive, but it really doesn't. Um, no. It's actually like really pretty. It's serene. It's meaningful. And it's like really musical. Um, we have pianos. We've got strings. We've got guitars. We've got vocals that seem like they're tuned like a fucking instrument. Um, I really enjoyed <laughs> listening to this album, man. Um, I especially love all the brass and everything else he, uh, everything else I just mentioned. Um, it for sure took me by surprise with how pleasant it is. Um, as is tradition, Anthony Green is fucking awesome. I've seen him live in Seosi and I've seen him in Circus Survive. And I have to say, he's killed it both times in both vans. And uh, I really liked his album. What'd you give it? 
I gave it a seven. My standout is I don't want to die tonight. Of course. That's my standout as well. Um, yeah, man. Like I said, I, I like a few songs off of all of his solo albums, and this one is no different. Um, I don't want to die tonight. Maybe this will be the one. Both excellent. I'll probably keep listening to those, but I don't really know how much I'll keep returning to the album. I got this one at a six. I thought it was fun to hear an old voice. And we'll see kind of where he goes from here. There's there's plenty of raspy wailing on this album for any fan of his to enjoy for some time to come. But I do hope we get him back in the rock music realm pretty soon. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, we don't really know what he'll do next. He's a very weird person like that. You don't know if it's a Seosin album, a Circa album, or one of these. But whatever it is, I'm sure you and I will be checking it out. Yes, sir. All right, man. You want to know what we're covering next week before we get out of here? Let's do it. All right, man. Well, I think everyone knows what we're covering next week. We have the new album from Beyonce, Renaissance, coming out, as well as some new albums from Dance Gavin Dance, Maggie Rogers, and Stick to Your Guns. It's going to be a lot of fun. We may even have a very special announcement for you next week, so tune in for that. Hope you guys all have a good week. Brandon, say peace to the people. Peace. Peace.